Ready? Um, yes. Three, two, one. The stars at night are big and bright. Deep in the heart of hockey. Yes, who are you? Hi, I'm Carolyn. And I'm Marin. And this is Deep in the Heart of Hockey, a podcast about the Dallas Stars, fancy stats, and clearly some fucking shenanigans. Listen, it is the off season. We have got to amuse ourselves somehow. <laughs> And I will confess, Marin, I was drunk an hour ago. Oh, is that why you took a nap? That's <laughs> <laughs> why I took a nap. I am not drunk. I'm just tired. Just tired. You know, sometimes being tired can have greater effects than being drunk. Yes. On That's... All of the same processes. Oh, yeah. No, I've, I've, I have also listened to those don't drive tired PSAs. Hell yeah. Don't drive tired. Don't and drive. And also, turn around, don't drown. Yeah, that doesn't really have anything to do with driving drunk and or tired. No, but avoid flash flooding. <laughs> I would if it ever rained here again. <laughs> uh, this, I mean, I can't complain because most of our listeners and you live in Texas, but uh, it's going to be 99 here tomorrow. And I don't have air conditioning. Listen. Listen. My sister lives in London, right? It was 103 when she flew home for for to come to Texas. Um, and when I say it was 103, I don't mean in Texas. I mean in London, where she lives and does not have air conditioning. <laughs> so, like, I understand that those temperatures are warm. Like, I I would also be complaining at 99. Not as much as I'm complaining at 108, but, like, yeah, 99 is not a comfortable temperature either. Like, anything over 90 just kind of fucking sucks. Like, I it get really it. It really does. I completely get it. I'm not, nobody is saying you can't complain. It's all relative. Although, okay, so, wait, okay, first of all, this is episode 101. It's August 17th. <laughs> Welcome to this goddamn podcast. Okay, so back to this story. Um, a friend of mine on Twitter, I was talking to her because I'm going to Michigan in two weeks. I'm going to be in Michigan over Labor Day weekend visiting a friend of mine. And I was Brilliant. like, man, I really hope that it stays warm enough for me to go swimming in the lake. And like, I'm being completely serious because 78 might be warm enough for northerners to swim in a cold lake, but like, it's not warm enough for Marins to swim in a cold lake. <laughs> I mean, like, I generally don't get cold, but when you involve water, like, it's a whole new ball game. Absolutely. And, uh, my, one of my friends who lives, um, well, she is, she's in Canada, but she's real close to Detroit. So, like, mm. just on the Canadian side. And so she was like, yeah, we're at the same, you know, we're in the same area. Like, I'm going to tell you, it's been blisteringly hot here. And I was like... I'm going to stop you right there <laughs> because I know exactly how warm it is in your area of this world. And if you use the word blistering, I am going to like have to call you out on this. Like I get that it is warm relatively, but let's say the adjective br blisteringly or the adverb blisteringly like for 
me. (laughs) (laughs) Or people even closer to the um, equator than me. (laughs) Do you... Every time this conversation comes up, I always think of that scene from The Giver when, like, that one kid describes himself as starving and the giver's like, no, no, son, let's talk about what starving actually means. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Listen, I, 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 in the grand scheme of things, I am not going to fuss at anybody for using hyperbole to describe how uncomfortable they are because everything is relative, right? Like, I And get also, that what is the point of life without really hyperbole? What? What is the point of life without hyperbole? Yeah, precisely. What is the point of life without hyperbole? But like at the same time, like I am gonna, I am gonna be like, now let's all just calm down. <laughs> like, the eighties, the eighties is not a blister. It's not. That's it's actually not. lower than your body temperature. So. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that you get to use the term blister until it's at least hot enough to blister a person. Yeah. And 80 is not. And it's not like that stupid frictiony blisters that you get from your shoes. No, I mean a legit like, oh, I dropped oatmeal on myself blister, which is how I got a blister once. Wow. Uh, I think yeah, it was it was real painful. I'm pretty sure the last time I got like a heat blister was I just straight up accidentally burned myself like on the oven door. <laughs> um when I worked at the hotel, I used to get like I actually, I don't have them anymore, but for a long time, I had scars up and down my forearm from accidentally just catching myself on the oven doors. Nice. This is why chefs wear long-sleeved jackets. It makes sense. It totally makes sense. I can't remember the last time. I mean, I know I've done it recently, but I can't remember what I did. I definitely have, on numerous occasions, burned the shit out of my own mouth. Or, like, I've I've blistered my, my lip before. Eating um, oven pizza. Not, like, pizza you order because it's never hot enough, but, like, oven pizza that, like, is the temperature of a thousand fiery suns. Like, yeah, and then yeah. also sticks. Yeah, yeah. And, like... That's the real, like, tough part. <laughs> you take a bite and, like, all the cheese comes off and it's just draped over your lo- your, your lower lip and you're like, this, this... I, and you can't even this react. This fucking napalm. That's <laughs> yeah. what that is. Yeah. Yeah, it's the fucking worst. Yeah, no, that's true. Um, let's do the hockey. Okay. Maybe. So, apparently, hockey season is a thing that's coming up. That's my only stars topic. Listen. <laughs> Klingberg was doing something. I don't know what. You're I saw a picture. I saw a picture of him on Twitter wearing his jersey, and I cried a little because that's how much I miss hockey. I just found out, because I knew he was a Leo, but I didn't know what his birthday was, that John Klingberg and my dad have the same birthday. Oh. It's fucking fate that he's my favorite player. Oh, I was like, that what? What's what's happening here? (laughs) Which part of this is fate? That I should be his daughter? Oh, oh, oh. Is this how that works? I don't... Aren't you older than him? Yeah. But, you know, maybe it's time travel. Oh, okay. No, that's not what I'm going for. But we can roll with that world. Sure. Sure. Yeah, that's that's fine. Let's roll with it. (laughs) (laughs) 
Listen, who am I to judge at all? This time travel world that we live in. I'm here to warn you about climate change. Oh, God. It's too late. You should have done that. (laughs) I can only be as old as my dad was. Maybe? I don't know. (laughs) Time travel. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Let's kill Thanos. Did you ever see that movie, Looper? The one with... um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yes, I did see that. Yeah. That movie was weird. Speaking of time travel. It and, was. And, like, the lo- the time travel loops that they created didn't necessarily make sense. Um, But I will tell you, the part of that movie that has stuck with me for years after watching that movie, because I saw it in theaters with my older brother. It was right after he... It was while he was going through his divorce, and so we were hanging out a lot because... Anyway, that's what family does. That's what family does. So uh, we went and saw Looper, and um, the part that has stuck with me for all this time after is that part where the guy, the younger version of the guy, is slowly getting his limbs chopped off. Like, he first gets, like, the word carved into his arm, and then he loses a finger, and then he loses his feet, and, like, by the time he's, like, trying to pound on the door, he's just a torso. I forgot about that part until right now. That part was so horrifying to me like i can't i can't even describe how horrifying that part was like it was it was all just too much i could take every other part of r-rated violence that happened in that movie but like that part which wasn't even probably a rated r moment was like still just i could not handle that it was too much i can't handle yeah i think that's the thing about like certain scenarios where you forget what's really going I was just talking this afternoon with my friend about Doctor Who and the silence oh god and like the idea of not being able to remember what's going on is so much scarier than so many different like so much scarier than the idea of like any monster oh yeah absolutely also, I don't think I knew that you watched Doctor Who. It's been a very long time. In fact, I probably um, had wasn't even watching it by the time we became friends. Because I didn't ever finish Matt Smith. Oh, okay. And never got into, like, Peter Capaldi or haven't watched any of the Jodie, uh, what's her last name? Whitaker. Season. Whitaker. Uh, so, yeah, okay. Well, we can talk about that another time. But for me, personally, and I know this is an somewhat of an unpopular opinion peter capaldi is entirely missable i hated his season i actually don't think that's that unpopular of a opinion excellent uh, because that is also one of the things that we talked about but my thing is that i actually couldn't really get into matt smith oh i loved him though he's fine like there's nothing really wrong with him i just i don't think i found that particular storyline too compelling and focusing so much on river song wasn't really my deal but um, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what it was. I think I think I just missed. I loved, uh, uh I loved um. Martha and I loved Donna and I loved Rose so much. And then Amy came along and I just wasn't so into it. My 
thing with the companions is that Donna is and always will be and should always be my favorite. Like, I fucking love Donna. Donna's amazing. Um, by the time I started watching it, I was already over Rose. <laughs> See, I love Rose. Rose is absolutely my favorite, but I don't dislike any of the... Like, follow-up companions. For me, it's not necessarily that I didn't like Rose. It was just that, like, by the time I started watching it, I, every Rose is already everybody's favorite. And everybody was like, Rose, 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 Rose. And she'd also already left the show. And mm-hmm. so, like, everybody was like, the entire world is falling apart. I'm never watching this show again. Rose is gone. And I was like, do you guys know how Doctor Who works? Clearly not, but... And I mean, like, I don't know. It was, yeah. I think I just missed that part because I wasn't ever in the Doctor Who fandom. I mean, I knew, I I had watched some of the old stuff and I knew that, like, number nine was number nine and that there are a million different companions. And so it wasn't one of those things where I was starting out watching it going, this is going to be my cast moving forward forever, you know? So. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know a whole lot about it going into it, but, like, it didn't. I thought the way everything ended with her was super, super compelling. Yes. Right? And so, like, I think I was sad, obviously. hmm But, like, it didn't make me hate Martha. No, and I and think, I think that Martha got... for a lot of people. Oh, yeah. Martha got a really bad rap, and that sucks. Martha, Martha deserved way better than she got. Um... Which is why, to me, I I like Donna so much. Is I because love Donna. Like, Rose, I was, again, was already over Rose by the time I started watching it. Martha, um, I loved. But, like, I was also kind of tired of everybody being in love with the Doctor and that being a compelling storyline for these companions. That, I, yeah, I think that was really my biggest thing, is that I wish she hadn't been in love with the Doctor. Same, same. But, like, that's what made... Donna, such a breath of fresh air coming in, was yes. like, look at this beanpole over here. Of course I'm not attracted to him. Like, And that, that like, from the moment she came in, I was just like, oh my god, I just love you so much. And mm-hmm. it's not to say, again, that I didn't love Martha. And I have come to love Rose in other ways, just not the way that everybody else does. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Rose, Rose, Rose and I are uncertain friends. But, um... <laughs> I, I really loved those first couple of seasons. And then when I liked, I, I, Matt Smith was the first current doctor that I watched. Like there was a marathon on and I was hanging out with my friend and she wanted to watch it. So I watched it with her and um, Matt, the Matt, it was like in the Matt Smith era that we started and she'd watched everything that came before and I hadn't. So, but I didn't care. I just sat down and watched it with her. And I was like, the show's actually really good and really funny. And I want to watch more of it. So I went back to the beginning and started watching like, the more of it. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I, I, I was just waiting to get back to Matt Smith because I really, really loved him. <laughs> so. And it was so unlike all of the stuff that came before nine, you know, like the yes. old, like, I, cause I had watched a lot of first two cause that my brother loved Dr. Who back in the day. And so like, I had watched a lot of first two and man, number one was so boring. <laughs> Why, why, why do you like this? I don't get it. Ugh. Well, speaking of why are you like this, I don't get it. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, like, if y'all are still listening to this, like, 
I'm so, I'm, why? You know, this is what we do in the off season. <laughs> there is. have been no trades, very little news, except for the, re- why, what were Denny talking about just now here, which is the return of our segment where we bring a meme from the early 2000s back and hope that you recognize it called, what, what, what are you doing? I rolled a 12 on uh, finding out what people are doing. <laughs> Featuring the Minnesota Wild. Uh, good news, you get to add a plus three to that one. Because Ooh, I broke 15. We haven't recorded in quite some time because we took a uh, last session off. And that means that we have never discussed the Minnesota Wilds firing of Paul Fenton, the subsequent naming and shaming of Paul Fenton, and, and the Minnesota Wilds interview shortlist. We have not discussed any of this now. None of this. So as anybody with an internet connection knows, the Minnesota Wild fired Paul Fenton after about 18 months, maybe less. (laughs) Give the man a chance as (laughs) Minnesota Wild general manager. And the reason they fired him is because the, and this came after the draft, after free agency, because we covered both those things. Uh, CBS Sports says he was only on the job for 14 months. There you go. 14 months. Because he had created a toxic locker room culture and don't get me wrong you do want to get rid of those managers like i read a lot of ask a manager because it's work appropriate and i can do it when i need a break from writing subject lines but uh, why did you give him the chance to fuck up other stuff uh this article definitely points out some of his more baffling trades (laughs) Yeah. Like Nino Niederreiter for Victor Rask. Which Charlie may Coyle. have been the worst trade since Taylor Hall. Yeah, for one sure. One for one. For sure. Charlie Coyle for Ryan Donato. Yep. And Mikhail Granlin for Kevin Fiala. I fucking forgot about that one! Yeah. He tried to trade Jason Zucker to the Penguins for Phil Kessel. Yeah. But he wouldn't trade his... no. He wouldn't wave his no trade clause. And... Apparently, also, <laughs> they were not happy with him about signing Matt Zuccarello to $6 million a year for five years. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. I forgot about... I forgot what the term was on that. Lord. That's... The, the thing to me that's really... This never happens is that there was an entire hit piece basically, on Paul yeah. Fenton from, uh, what's his name? Michael Russo? Anyway, his last name's Russo. He's the one who writes for the Wild. Everybody knows him as Russo. And I have it on good authority that everything in that piece was true. <laughs> and sometimes worse <laughs> than what was said. And if you haven't read it, if you don't have an athletic subscription, find a friend with an athletic subscription to read it because it's fucking wild. 
The I man, haven't actually read this. You and need it to is, read it. It is Michael Russo. Michael Russo. You fucking need to read it. It's fucking wild. Like, even just go into it real quick. We'll do an impromptu Mary Reacts and read, like, the first couple paragraphs where he gets to the, like, he lists out three things. And tell me what, who this reminds you of. Fenton did not reply to an interview request for this story. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> After talking with dozens of sources throughout the season since the firing, the GM's demise can only be, can really be isolated to three main factors. Number one, he failed to build trusting relationships both internally with his staff and externally with his NHL counterparts, agents, and media. Interesting. He expended an incredible amount of time and energy trying to patch up what he perceived as leak. He sounds so much like Donald Trump already. I fucking know! I haven't even finished reading number two yet! Okay. Accusing staff of having loose lips and routinely threatening jobs to the point staff members in all departments walked on eggshells even when the most minor of stories broke. Number three, even though there's an understandable learning curve for every first-year GM, it was alarming how somebody with so much front office experience had trouble grasping key aspects of the job. From simple rules to the other facets of the collective bargaining agreement to understanding that it was part of a GM's duty to get its message across to fans in a polished way. What is this? Yeah. Wow. So you have homework tonight to read that whole article. It's fucking bananas. This is a really long article. It's a really long article. We're not reading it now, but like you will enjoy every minute of it as somebody who does not particularly enjoy the wild. (laughs) I already love it. I mean, this is hilarious. I mean, the schadenfreude is real is all I'm saying. Yes, it's. It's Perfect. like it's like why I read every single article about why the end of Game of Thrones sucked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it sucked? Oh, you gave so much of your life to this really shitty TV show? Yes! I'm sorry. I'm not sorry, but I'm sorry. But I'm not. <laughs> Speaking of, I don't know if you follow uh, Sophie Turner on Instagram, but I follow Sophie Turner on Instagram. She posted a picture tonight. She looks so insanely beautiful like statuesque just literally she looks like a fucking statue like should be put in a museum gorgeous and then right next to her is her husband joe jonas who is not a bad looking chap he's a good looking man as a rule but he looks compared to how good she looks like a fucking scrub and like he's in a suit you know, still looks this picture. Nothing. This picture looks like a regular ass dude asked uh, a, like a Hollywood star to go to prom with him. Yes, that's what this picture looks like because he looks like a regular ass dude. He looks like nothing. And yeah, she's so I I I saw that earlier today and I was like, what even? And he's a good looking guy. Yeah, I mean, none of those Jonas Brothers are particularly bad looking. Exactly. Um, Kevin, anyway, but so the Minnesota Wild, so that was the whole Fenton got fired thing. Yeah. So wild. And the hit piece, the fact that there was a hit piece about him and that like they were so honest about all of the problems that, you know, what that this that this 
piece of material was allowed to be written about it. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, Paul Fenton's never going to have a job in the NHL again. Like, this is... This is the stuff that kills your career. Yeah. Yeah. What was Paul Fenton doing before he became the GM of the Minnesota Wild? He was the assistant GM in Nashville for years. He had worked under uh, David Poyle for 18 years. Okay. 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 First of all, if a man is an assistant for 18 years... Well, I don't know how long he was literally an assistant GM. I just know that he's worked for the Nashville Predators for 18 years and was the AGM before he got hired. So he was AGM, I think, for a long time, but I don't know how long. Well, good thing we have this handy-dandy internet. It doesn't say! It doesn't say on his Wikipedia page? No. Oh. Uh, He was simultaneously serving as the general manager of the Milwaukee Admirals, though. Yes. Yeah, that was... And honestly, I think our AGM in Dallas also is the AGM of the Texas Stars. Or is the GM of the Texas Stars. Makes sense. Uh, that's, that's a pretty common, common thing. Yeah. But the interview list that they... That came out a couple days after this firing was Ron Hexall. Hextall. Right. Uh, Bill Guerin. Garen uh, from um, the Penguins. A couple other names were mentioned, including Peter Chiarelli. Oh my god. <laughs> and then just the other day, we learned that Pierre Maguire got a phone call. What? And my favorite quote after all of this kerfluffle was from the owner of the Minnesota Wild. Who said that the real problem they had with the hiring is they didn't have a hockey guy to really evaluate things. So they're bringing in Mike Madonna to help make this decision. Oh my god. That's terrible. (laughs) But also hilarious. (laughs) Oh my god. So this has been... What, what, what are you doing featuring the Minnesota Wild? I'm now looking at Pierre Maguire's uh, Wikipedia page because I couldn't remember if he was the one that was mocked as the worst something or other in sports. But I just got to the part of his thing where um, at the age of 32, Maguire was the youngest head coach in the NHL prior to becoming coach of the Whalers. Maguire had never been a head coach at any level. During his six month as Whalers head coach, Maguire coached the team to a 23-37-7 record. Maguire was fired as head coach on May 19th, 1994. After the termination, Captain Pat Verbeek called it the best thing that could have happened to the Whalers. He said his teammates had no respect for Maguire and that Maguire was mocked by other teams. Oh, no! In 1995, NHL Commissioner Gary Bettman ruled that the Maguire would forfeit half of the remaining salary owed to him by the Whalers for providing confidential coaching evaluations to the Edmonton Oilers. (laughs) What? (laughs) Oh, God, that's funny. So anyway, there is a second, much more minor, what, what, what are you doing tonight? Uh, featuring the Vancouver Canucks, because I don't know if you saw this, Marin, but uh, the Vancouver Canucks announced yesterday that they were extending Jim Benning for another year. 
That's that's a choice. Yeah. What would you do? What job do you think you could be as incompetent at and be as successful as Jim Benning is at hockey? GMA. Uh, I don't think there's any job that I could be as incompetent as he is, uh, and still be. I mean, and I don't, you don't need to be like as monetarily successful. I mean, is there is job that you could be as incompetent at and not get fired from? No, honestly, I cannot think of one because a, I'm not a white man. And <laughs> I've never, I've never been like, I feel like, I feel like to have that kind of privilege, you have to be like. You have to, you have to, you have to have some sort of like, well, my, my opinion is correct in this, in this instance, because of my long history doing blank. Like if I were a published author and I got hired in a, by a school (laughs) to teach kids and I was like, oh, I'm just going to sit here and tell you all the wrong rules. Um, But I could be like, oh no, but see, due to my number one best-selling book, blah, blah, blah. I can tell them these rules because they can break these rules because I said so. I I feel like you have to have something in the background here, and I don't have that currently. (laughs) So there's no job in which I could be as shitty as Benning and still have a job. Like, that's not... That's not a thing us normal folks get. (laughs) Like, I didn't mean to, like, spend that long explaining privilege to you, but apparently that's what I did. (laughs) It's okay. Sometimes we need to rant about shit. Yeah. So, no, there's no job. There's no job, Carolyn. There's no job. Okay. For our next segment. This is the all bits, all segments. Oops, Oops, all all segments. Oops, all segments version of our podcast. Because it's the fucking off season. Yeah, who the fuck cares? It is the doldrums of August. It's going to be 99 degrees tomorrow. This is what you're getting, Wait, folks. would you like to know how hot it's going to be here? Sure, make me feel better. Watch a cold front post through tonight and it's going to be 94 tomorrow. I'll fucking murder you. It's not. Don't worry. <laughs> Holy fucking christ the high tomorrow in actual temperature is 103 which means that with the heat index it's probably going to be 110 that's a no from me bob i am so angry about it oh god i i just can't i just can't it's too hot all right for our next segment i finally came up with a theme song Oh, okay. Let's hear it. If you have a question and you know it, ask your aunt. If you have a question and you know it, ask your aunt. If you have a question and you know it and you don't want to blow it, if you have a question and you know it, ask your aunt. It's Auntie Mary! Yay! No one sent in us questions. <laughs> But I have a question. Okay. Lay it on me. Should I move to Scotland? Yes. <laughs> Next question. No, so here's my real, like, yes, there's a lot of planning that would be involved. I'm good at planning. That's not that hard. 
my real question is, I currently live really close to my family. Is it worth giving that up for this nebulous concept of Scotland? Which I did really, really like while I was there. The people were fantastic. Uh, I had great weather while I was there, but, like, I'm really looking forward to not being hot. <laughs> so that would be so good. Here's the thing about moving to Scotland. And it's that... It is never going to get cooler in this part of the country. No! Right? It's not. We are in an upward trend, and we're just going to be here until we boil to death. So, (laughs) if you can get out of this part of the country and go anywhere, you should absolutely do it. Um, But, you know, global warming aside... um, like, I I don't see any reason not to move to Europe uh, if you have the opportunity and the means and the, you know, wherewithal. Like, I mm. understand being close. Me of all people, I understand being close to your family. And, right. And this is why I'm asking you. Like, honestly. But if I could, if I could, I would. And um, for me now, it's different because I've got, like, the, the eight nibblings and I don't want to miss their childhoods and mm. I wish I wish so much that I'd done it when I was younger like right after I graduated college because I really really want that experience under under my belt and I don't have it and I don't know if I ever will at this point like I don't mm-hmm. know but um man man I would have wanted to so badly uh so yeah if you have if if you've got the opportunity fucking do it man live your dream um scotland is a beautiful place to live and just being in europe in general even though you're up in scotland like that is a launching pad to visiting the rest of the fucking world like go travel see shit like get your heels dusty do all of the things while you can because this earth is a shithole and eventually you're gonna die like have fun Uh, that actually makes me feel a lot better. You're welcome. I, I I would tell, I would literally tell anyone to live in Europe or abroad or travel or do whatever while they have the chance. Absolutely do it. It's so, so I was talking to my mom this week and she's trying to sell her little farm and it's actually not that little. That's which is where the value is, is in the land. But it's up in Wisconsin. And I was like, no, you can't sell it. This is going to be our climate change commune. Yeah. Yeah. You I don't mean, understand. She was like, no, we'll be fine here in Colorado. I was like, they have ozone alerts. Yeah. No, keep that. Sell your places in Colorado and move to Wisconsin. Um, oh, man. I, my parents have this ranch down here in Texas. And I was like, I don't. I understand why you bought this place. I get it. But at the same time, like, this water is eventually going to run dry. And your fields will catch fire and burn because of how fucking dry it is. Like, there's the, this, this was not a money pit. It's not, it's not the worst decision they've ever made. But at the same time, I'm like, good God, like, what are you going to do with this? Yeah. Oh, man. I mean, yeah. My new my new goal in life um is to move to Michigan and live on the shores of Lake Michigan where even if the even if the middle of the country burns I'll have a lake full of fresh water. 
you know, honestly, not a bad idea. That's, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I, I mean, like, my best friend lives up there. My other best friend lives up there. Um, I know. Yeah. We so, love Tess. We do love Tess. So, you know, I just... I, and, and I go up to Michigan once a year. I fucking love it up there. It's so, it's such a, it's such a pretty state. Like, parts of it. I mean, I haven't actually spent literally any time in Detroit because she lives on the western side. But, um, I don't, so I don't, I, the parts that I've been to are lovely. I don't know really much about the rest of it. So. But yeah, I, I am a big fan of Michigan. All right. Well, that'll be our plan. 2021, post-Brexit. I'll have an easier time moving to Scotland. And then you can come visit me anytime you want. Dude, or I'll just move to move to Scotland with you. Mm-hmm. I mean, just make sure you buy a two-bedroom place is all I'm saying. Yeah, well, I might have to rent because I'll have to figure stuff out. But rent a two-bedroom place. We'll figure it out. Twinkle, twinkle, little stars. How I wonder what you charts. Uh, today's stars charts are brought to you by Andrew Too Cool for Cali LA, who sent us the very fun Twitter at Saroscopes. So this is where we will be getting today's stars charts. I'm so excited. Uh, Marin, who shall we be doing today? Okay. You can pick more than three if you want, actually, because these are very short. There are tweets. Well, we're going to go with Jamie Benn because that man recently had a birthday. Cancer! Cancer! Saroscopes work week of August 13th. God hasn't forsaken you. He just doesn't really like your company. Okay, okay, do Mr. John Klingberg. Leo! Leo, do you remember that day in July when you were five? When time stopped moving for everyone on Earth but you? And a booming voice from the sky told you to prepare for the coming of the great space octopus? It's time. (laughs) What? Oh my god, that was amazing. Okay, oh shit. I'm just finding a bunch of cancers now, so um, we have also just done uh, Joe Pavelski and Alexander Radulov. Yep. So, okay, what's January 31st? Okay, serious question. Serious, serious question. The stars posted a picture, and it was like, who's riding with Radulov? I I have no idea. I don't know who that is. No one fucking knows who that is! I've got nothing. Sekirianov, maybe? I don't know. That's not Garyanov. Yeah, I was just saying that because he's Russian. Like, who the fuck is riding with Radulov? I don't know. Like, did they literally mean it as a guess who game? <laughs> oh, that might have been Garyanov. I just looked him up. I was thinking of somebody else in my head. It might have been Garyanov. But either okay. way, I, don't, I fucking, I did not know. I, the, the, the fact that they didn't come back and tell us later who it was when like none of us know <laughs> really you're not gonna label this pic- okay fine whatever okay you didn't um, even tag him <laughs> right okay Aquarius for uh um Tyler Sagan Aquarius <laughs> says the dawning of the age of Aquarius yes 
Aquarius. Yes. Take a leap of faith this week into the volcano. (laughs) That's also Blake Como's, by the way. (laughs) One of them is doing it for real. (laughs) We know which one. Capricorn for Radic Foxa. All right. (laughs) Capricorn. This one might be the most true of all. The ghosts of your past are no match for the killer robots of your future. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Um, Okay, and then let's just do a blanket Gemini for all our Gemini babes. All of our Gemini babes. Including, pour one out for former star Jason Spezza. Oh, I miss you. Gemini. (laughs) Is there anything actually a Jason Spezza Oh, no. Gemini, a chance encounter with an old friend will remind you of why you stopped talking to them. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Okay. Let's let's do happy things. Do you have a happy thing, Marin? I do. Um. So for I've got several happy things. It's been a while since we recorded. Um. My sister has been in town the last three weeks. Uh, and when I say in town, I mean in the country. She was actually kind of all over Texas, but um, she flew home to Austin uh, three weeks ago to to visit, and we I met her for dinner that night and. And then not this, not this week, obviously not this weekend. Last weekend, we all got together um, for what my parents called G camp for granny and G daddy camp. And um, (laughs) my mom makes t-shirts for all the kids every year. Oh my God. I mean, it's a whole, I posted that picture. Yeah. Yeah. I just didn't, I didn't see the t-shirts. Oh, they're all wearing matching t-shirts. Yeah. Oh my. Um, yeah, it's like it's it's the it's the cover of their Partridge Family album is what it is. Um, <laughs> so yeah, we I, I went down there last weekend and spent the entire weekend with all seventeen members of my family. That's so um, many members of an I immediate know. family. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't, are are my nibblings my immediate family? I don't know. Yes, okay. I would say so. Okay, so yeah, seventeen. I mean, so. You know that, like, that thing on Twitter that keeps going around that's like, how many first cousins do you have? My answer is and always will be zero. I have zero first cousins. Like, my the the family trees got very, very thin right around my parents' generation. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and, which is so wild to me because their, their parents had, like, 14 siblings each. All of them. Yeah. And then, like, they get down to, like, my parents and there's just my parents. That's it. That's, that's you know. So, anyway, that was weird to me. But, um, yeah, so when my siblings started having kids, they were like, we're going to have a ton so that they can all have first cousins. And they get together all the time and, you know, cousins, mm-hmm. cousins doing everything. Um, but it's so cute. My So my brother's kids, when they got home, wrote thank you cards to my parents that they mailed. So my mom got granny mail. But so my oldest, my oldest nephew is, ten, is turning 10 this month. Um, oh my god. Which is a whole thing. A whole thing I'm not ready for. But on the back of his card, he wrote, um, thank you for hosting, you know, G Camp. I love getting to hang out with my cousins. And then at the end of it was, but even more important than having fun is getting to bond as a family. 
Oh, no, I'm about to start crying. I did. Like, I legit read that and cried. Like, I can't even with this child. He's so sweet. And he let he... He was an only he was an only child for a very long time. He didn't have cousins until he was already four years old. And so when when they when the rest of them started having kids, like man, he was so excited and has never stopped being so excited about having all of these cousins and all of these other kids to hang out with. Like it is the cutest, sweetest thing. All of them think that he is like just the cat's pajamas because he's like the oldest, like coolest cousin and all of them want to hang out with him except for his brothers who are like, it's just Liam, whatever. (laughs) So like his little brothers like think the other two older cousins are like the best. So, but it's just, it's just so sweet. Like it's so cute. They're all so much fun and I love them so much. So that was, that was that like getting to see my sister and all of my nibblings last weekend was the best. Um, and then, uh, just this past week, I posted about it on Twitter, but, um, my friend, uh, Fee and I got tickets to go see Critical Role live when it comes to Austin. Yay! And I'm really excited. It's going to be my second live recording of a podcast. Or no, my third. Sorry, my third live recording of a podcast. But, um, yeah, I mean, I just, I love those Critical Role people and I cannot wait to be in the same room as them, breathing their air. I know. They're all so pretty. They are. I don't think all of them are going to be there. I, like, I don't think Ashley Johnson's going to be there, but either she's way. usually not. <laughs> no, I know. I, she's got a busy life. I get it. I get it. But well, you um, know she's on the last season of Blindspot. I do. I do. Yeah. I'm, I'm I actually good. have a friend who's still watching. Like, I tried watching. It was too much gun violence for me. But, like, she's really good at it. If you, like, you're looking for, like, a nothing TV show to watch. I tried to watch it, man, and I do not like that main dude. He's just Oh, no, he's awful. The only reason to watch it is for Ashley Johnson and, like, the side characters. (laughs) I know. Like, for me, it wasn't even the gun violence. It's just that it wasn't a very good TV show. But I do want to go back and just see. I want to, first of all, I want to see if I can find a supercut of just Ashley Johnson. But if I can't do that, I might go back and watch a little bit more of it just for her. But I'm still going to get Travis and Laura. Um, and then Liam and Marisha and Talison. And, and clearly then, Sam. And clearly Sam, because the entire thing is the adventures of the Darrington Brigade. And I am so excited! Um, because they're, like, first of all, I'm excited that I'm not going to have to be caught up, because there's no way. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited that I don't have to know everything that happened in the previous campaign, because... I don't, I don't. I haven't consumed all of it. It's too it's much. It's fine. It's too much. <laughs> it is. But I have watched a supercut of just Terry and Darrington and his, you know, memorable moment. So I'm. I do know who he is, and I'm very excited about this. I love Terry. Um, I go back and regularly rewatch just that part where Pike draws the uh, or has like has whatever his uh, robot's name is. Um, draw the the flashcards so he can learn everybody's yes. name. So good. I call her little elf girl. Oh, I would <laughs> never do that. <laughs> Think, thinking about it, I guess my happy thing is also very similar, uh, family related. Um, so part of the reason that we took last recording session off is that I had spent basically a week straight with my family. <laughs> It's a lot of time every night. 
And that was because my cousin was in town and my nephew is in town from Cambodia. So obviously that doesn't happen very often. And um, one of the things we did was we celebrated uh, my mom's birthday and his birthday at the same time because he will, he, his birthday was actually just a couple days ago. Um, and he turned 11. Oh my God. I know. Um, but one of the, the thing he asked me, like the very, very first thing he told me on like the first time I saw him after he got back from Cambodia, because he got back here earlier than Sarah, my cousin did was I want to have, I want D&D for my birthday. Oh, we had played, did you do a, a camp, a little tiny campaign for him? We did. So oh, that's I, awesome. And he told me he wanted it to be like Jumanji. So I did like a jungle campaign. We didn't get even all the way through it. Um, but we, they fought some displacer beasts. He came up with a barbarian character um, named Maul, a half-work barbarian character named Maul, who carries an axe, which I thought was very funny. Um, and it was kind of so fun. It was super cute because, like, everybody was super supportive. So my party was, obviously I was DMing. Um, so Malcolm was my barbarian. His mom, my cousin, played, um, a halfling rogue. Um, my other cousin, Eric, played a half elf uh ranger and then his grandpa my uncle came in as the dwarf cleric that's awesome so like it was like a full everybody was here to play D with malcolm we had a really good time um we didn't finish the campaign so we're gonna do a skype chat f- to finish it so i have to schedule that um with eric my cousin and them as well and uh yeah so it should be he had a great time, and it was also really cute because my grandparents, his great-great-grandparents, his great-grandparents were like, well, what should I get him? And, like, they sent me a link on Amazon, and they were looking at, like, you know those mats they sell, the square maps? Mats yeah. that you can draw stuff on? And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> That's not how you play TNT. Get him this book instead. So they got him the player's handbook and like he fucking adores it. And the other thing is like he's such a big artist that like everybody else got him art supplies, right? Like that was his thing. And so like he keeps flipping through it and he's like, did you, what about this picture? Do you like this picture? Do you like this picture? Which picture do you think is the best? Which picture is the scariest? Like he is constantly quizzing me on what picture is the best in the player's handbook. I don't, I don't have a favorite picture. Um... He's really anti-halfling, just so you know. Oh, boo! <laughs> it's all because of the art. He doesn't like the art of the halfling. I mean, I the, the art on the halfling is not my favorite either. Like, it's weird. But I love halflings. They're so fresh. Yeah. Um, and that's not only because I am playing a halfling at this point in time in one of my campaigns. Oh, man, my campaigns are about to get a little sad. Oh, no. I know. I'm really happy that we're playing. So, okay. Like, I mean, it's sad in general. My my DM's wife was in a car accident and has a concussion. And it's pretty, like, it's Sidney Crosby levels of serious. Oh, no. Yeah. So, he's got to cancel going out at night, basically, because she can't be left alone with her kids. 
Right. So it sucks. Like, it sucks for everybody. And he's basically like, I can't even have you guys over to the house. I'm sorry. So no more, uh, no, no D&D for Marin for a while. Yeah, we're having a quick break, like, break, not for, like, obviously we're not playing tonight because it's Saturday. We're recording on a Saturday. We usually record on Sunday. Um, just because life. But my DM is, <laughs> fortunately... Fingers crossed, no concussions. Uh, going to climb a mountain. Oh. Over Labor Day weekend. He's going to Mount Rainier to climb it to see if he likes it. To see if he likes it? What's and next if he does? Is he going to go to Everest and die maybe, trying to reach the summit for two hours? Maybe. This is literally like his friend wanted him to do it. And he was like, all right, I'll see if I like it. And I guess for, so the nice thing about Mount Rainier is that, like, you can climb it without doing any sort of, like, acclimation stuff. Like, I mean, there's, like, a day or so, but you don't have to live there for three weeks. Sure. So. My suggestion for him, though, would be to not do Mount Everest. Yeah. Like, I don't, he's a very, very analytical man. Like, if it, if it comes down to, am I likely to die? No, he will never do it. But, like, other, there's other major mountains to oh, climb. Oh, yeah. He can go to Kilimanjaro or, you know. Right. One, a, a different a different one in the... Yeah. Fuck, I cannot remember the name of this. Series. Himalayan Alps. Himalayan. Yes. He could go to a different... There's plenty of peaks to climb. It's just not Everest. Yeah. So, like, I, just the way he says this stuff, though, is fucking hilarious to me. Yeah. We should probably answer some reader questions, don't you think? Yeah, that's, I mean, we've already been on this call for over an hour, so yeah. (laughs) It'll be much less when we cut it down. There was Uh, a bathroom break. There is a bathroom break, that's true. Are you going to leave in the fact that there was a bathroom break so people have to go back and guess where it was? Sure. Because I feel like that would be hysterical. (laughs) Bonus points to you if you can guess where the bathroom break was. Yeah, come at us. Come at us. All right, so, the Dougal, a friend we have in Scotland, by the way. Ooh, you could go live with the Dougal. Asks, so, I need to know your favorite Corey Perry facts. I'm going to need you to read that question with a Scottish accent. So, I need to know your favorite Corey Perry facts. Ah, that was good. Thank you. Uh, okay. Um... (laughs) So we just went to the Corey Perry Facts hashtag um, because I don't have them saved and I should have. I feel like we may have one on our blog, a deep in the heart, like a we Corey Perry fer- fer- So you can find some older ones there. Yeah. Uh, Corey Perry thinks Pepsi really is fine. <laughs> I was going to say that one. Uh, my favorite one that I found on here is... Corey Perry phoned a friend on who wants to be a millionaire and no one answered. (laughs) (laughs) Corey Perry enjoys listening to Nickelback after a loss. Uh, (laughs) This one's not really in the spirit, but it's a really funny joke. Uh, If Corey Perry was an ice cream flavor, he'd be pralines and dick. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Corey Perry agrees with Jeremy Rennick that Kid Rock is the most talented musician ever. Corey Perry wears dress socks under his skates. Pavelski found out that Corey Perry is going to Dallas and said, hold up. 
Corey Perry eats pizza with a fork. <laughs> Corey Perry drinks Smirnoff ice with a straw. left nut dangles better than him. Corey Perry <laughs> calls instead of texting. <laughs> Corey Perry stops at red lights on GTA. <laughs> oh, God. Corey Perry just sprays his gear down with scented Lysol. Corey Perry's favorite dance move is dabbing. <laughs> uh, I think we need to end with our good friend Tom Dorsa. Which one? Corey Perry is the human equivalent of that Brooklyn barbecue tray. Yes! <laughs> oh, God. If you need a good time, Twitter Just search the hashtag Corey Perry facts. They're Some, so good. A few sexist ones got in there. A few it's, homophobic there, ones got yeah, in there. There are definitely some homophobic ones. But in large part, they are true to the spirit of Corey Perry facts. And actually, I found one here that's really hilarious. It's not a Corey Perry fact, but it's uh, from Katie who says, I feel like hashtag Corey Perry facts were always in the vein of Corey Perry is lame and has bad taste. And hashtag Bennington facts are all in the vein of Jordan Bennington is a punk bitch, which is accurate and hilarious. This is an observation, not a complaint. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, that's awesome. Oh, I love it. I absolutely, I'm going to do Corey Perry facts this season. I can't not do Corey Perry facts. Yeah, of course we are. All fucking season long yeah for real preseason opener on september 16th guys can't get fucking ready can't wait okay driving girl asks it seems like several nhl teams have adopted team pets should the stars really have one like mike mudano if so what kind of pet should they adopt uh in parentheses i am all for a team armadillo uh i am not because armadillos carry and I would like all of them to keep all of their limbs. Agreed. I was going to bring up the leprosy thing if you did not. So not so much the team armadillo. What about a team roadrunner? A uh, team roadrunner would be great. Uh, I, I I am still all for a team cow. Like, oh, Marin, I think we are forgetting a common Texas animal. The, the- team feral hog. god yeah no done and done it's the team feral hog y'all that there's no other acceptable option i can't believe i didn't think of that and i am so proud of you for doing so thank you i literally did not pre-plan that sometimes i do it live oh my god i really probably startled the shit out of my neighbors (laughs) worth it for a good joke oh man yes okay perfect that's it done and done uh, Datneeks ask, asks, 
God damn it, Carolyn. When is your next listener-sponsored sing-along episode? I have ideas. So we have discovered that we do these better when we're in the same room, and the next time we'll be in the same room is not going to be till uh, New Year's Eve. Yeah. But we could do one New Year's Eve. I, I'm um, planning on making that a longer trip, so if we don't do one pre-Winter Classic... and we, I mean, we you're coming down here anyway to Austin, right? So yeah, like, we could definitely do one... Yeah. So we will have one somewhere post-holidays around the Winter Classic. Um, we will probably talk a lot about our impressions of the Winter Classic. Yep. Pre or post. <laughs> Something we, like. We do, have, we do have those tickets. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's when it'll be. And we're going to check out how Slovacek is because we're never going back to Czech Stop. I'm so fucking... Listen, I have told you how hard it is for me not to go to Bill Miller's in the morning. So if we, if I'm, if I'm giving up Bill Miller's, we are not stopping at check stop. I'm sorry. No, I believe you. I'm, I'm with you a hundred percent. I am just sad. So disappointed. Yeah. And saddened. Yeah. Same. It just, it makes me so angry. (laughs) So angry. Uh, if, if you guys do not know what we are talking about, um, because you don't follow us on Twitter, why are you listening to our podcast? Um, Julian Castro's brother tweeted out a list of business owners who had contributed the max amount to the Trump campaign. And it turns out that um, the owner of Bill Miller's is on the list, which is a, um, if you're not from around here, a barbecue place that also does real good uh, breakfast tacos. Um, which is what makes me particularly sad. And the check stop, uh, the owner of the check stop. Um, so both of those places are places that Carolyn and I are not going to anymore. Mm-hmm. It's a little worse for me though, because I'm still here. And she's not. Correct. Uh, yeah. Also don't fucking go to Chick-fil-A guys. Seriously. I mean, on the one hand, I do understand that there is no ethical consumption under capitalism. Like, I get, I get that. But, like, there are certain things that I'm like, no, I need to take a firmer stance on this. And this is one of those things. Oh, in and out too, by the way. in and out too. I didn't know in and out but... Yeah, in and out was on the list. have really no plans or ability to eat there. So. Yeah, I don't, I don't go there all the time anyway. Like, I, they, we have one in Austin. I just never go. Um, and I'm also... But I'm also... I am also not going to be somebody who shames people for continuing to go to these places. I just am making this choice for myself. My friend Whitney is, I told her about In-N-Out because it's one of three places that she and her husband can eat because he is allergic to soy. <laughs> she, was uh. like, <laughs> she was like, listen, I get it, but he's allergic to soy and we can't afford to cut out a restaurant. And I was like, I'm sorry, I wasn't trying to shame you guys into giving up <laughs> like a third of your dining a options. A third of your dining options. Like that wasn't that wasn't my intention. I just was like, oh god, gross. Um, so I should have just kept that to myself. But yeah, I mean, like, I'm not gonna shame anybody for continuing to go to these places. It's just a choice I'm making for myself. I mean, I'm a little bit shaming people who are going to Chick-fil-A. We've known about Chick-fil-A's for decades. a long time now. Yeah, a fucking long time. If you, like, and they get worse, like, everything that comes out of Chick-fil-A gets worse and worse and worse. Like, they're, don't go to fucking Chick-fil-A, guys. Stop it. Chicken's not even good. Also, waffle fries are disgusting. I I can agree with that, too. Anyway, I'm just shocked that people like our sing-alongs. 
Uh, I am not shocked because we're fantastic. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I like I'm... your take. I like your take on life so much, Marin. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks so much. Listen, I don't have time to for false modesty. I'm a fucking delight. Um, I'm just kidding. Uh, I mean, I am a delight, but I'm just kidding. Um, uh, yeah, no, um, they're, they're, they're fun times. People enjoy fun times. It's different. What other hockey podcast are you going to get songs and hockey facts on is all I want to know. That's fair. That's fair. All right. Do you want to close us out? Is it, oh yeah, that's my turn. Andrew, too cool for Cali LA asks, what would winning the Stanley cup mean to you? Would you go to the parade, do anything special, be happy and then move on? Oh, um, I probably wouldn't get to go to the parade, but if I was in Texas, yeah, I probably would. I went to the Texas Stars Calder Cup winning day. You did. Um, and I had to take off early to go to that, so. I still regret not going to that with you, but we hadn't actually met yet and I felt kind of weird about it. I forgot I invited you to that, or like. Yeah, you did. But we hadn't, we literally had not, that was, we hadn't even. I don't think we'd even met each other at that point. Maybe not. Or if we had, it was very, very early. It was super early. early. Super yeah. early. But yeah, so I would, if I was in Texas, I would absolutely go. Um, I, what is it? What would winning the Stanley Cup mean to you? This feels like a summer essay question. Like, it does. Yeah, <laughs> it does. And I mean, so obviously it's not a personal accomplishment. I wouldn't be, but... I love this team so much. And I really, really, really want Jamie Benn to win that fucking Stanley Cup so badly. Um, it would feel a little bit like a reward. It for would. For all of our years of emotional investment. Yes. And I, I also, I just think about when Tyler Sagan got traded here and like their whole let's prove him wrong conversation. Ugh. And I just want all of that to be justified. Um I really want that to have meaning. You know what I mean? Uh, I'd cry. I'd cry I w- so oh, much. I would. I. I just got a little teary-eyed just thinking about it. So, yeah, yeah, Jeff. Yeah, I, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Like the Jamie Ben victorious hoisting the Stanley Cup over his head. I want to see it so bad. Um, it would. It. It would. It would be a highlight of my life. I would. I would think about that for decades. Um, absolutely. Yeah. I would make all the defenseman log jams worth it. It would make so, I mean, all the times I've driven up to Dallas to see them, all of the fights I've gotten in on Twitter (laughs) about (laughs) that team. Um, All four years and 136 gigs of this fucking podcast. 101 episodes so far. And we're, we're not even at the start of this next season. So, yeah, I mean, we have spent a lot of time thinking and reading and writing about this team. And to have it all, like, justified with that kind of accomplishment would just be beautiful. It would be a, it would be a moment that I, would, that I would think about forever. I would never move on. I would never move on. There's no I would, moving on. Once you go cup, you can never go back. <laughs> I would be happy for the rest of my life. Not really. Not um, really. It is going to, the world is going to end. So. I, we, I, it will go out in fire and ice. <laughs> but 
and, and crash landing into the sun. But um, at least I would, we will have won. I would Stanley go Cup. down with a smile on my face because I would remember the time that Jamie Ben hoisted the Stanley Cup on the melting ice because of global warming. <laughs> and that's all we have for you today. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. I guess I don't. I mean, I hope you enjoyed this as much as we enjoyed talking about it listen i if you made it all the way here like congrats to your friends like i i might have stopped listening when i realized that we really didn't have shit to talk about and just bullshitted our way through an hour of content so you know this is thanks for thanks for coming on this journey with us as we made a podcast out of nothing (laughs) literally nothing as always you are the MVP. <laughs> you are. You are the real MVP. Well, you can find us on Twitter. Uh, I'm at Classlicity. I am at Marinish. And you can find our official Twitter at Deep Heart Hockey. And if you would like to share your own climate change story <laughs> and or action plan, you can email us at DeepHeartHockey at gmail.com. You can also find our action plan and our entire backlog of the greatest hits of Jamie Ben's hair uh, at deephardhockey.wordpress.com. And some Corey Perry facts. And some Corey Perry facts. Although I tried to Google them and I couldn't find them, so I don't know where they are. We don't know where they are. We don't. (laughs) They're somewhere. Bye. Bye. I feel like we should have had some fire safety tips at the end there. I probably should have. (laughs)